Hey folks, before we get started with this week's episode, I uh, wanted to first off uh, apologize for the sound quality in the interview with Swinny Boo. Uh, I had some new equipment with me uh, while in Canada, and apparently uh, the settings I used to record our session didn't uh, didn't work out as well, despite uh, how it sounded in my earphones when we were speaking. Uh, cleaned it up to the best of my ability, but it's it's still not up to the quality that uh, I would expect, as well as you would expect. Uh, but uh, despite that, I, I did have a good time talking to her. Uh, you can make out pretty much everything that she says in the interview. Uh, but I uh, again wanted to apologize for that before getting started with the episode. So uh, despite that, I do hope that you enjoyed. Thanks. It's time for the Comic Bing Comic Book Podcast. The podcast you look forward to for all of your news and reviews of the best comic books hitting stands. Whether it's DC, Marvel, Image, Boom, or whatever book or publisher you follow, this is the place for you. This is the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Comic Ben Comic Book Podcast. I am your host, Theo, and I have a short but special episode for you guys this week. Uh, with this week's episode, I am going to do a quick recap of my time spent in Toronto at Fan Expo Canada, which was held uh, at the end of August. And uh, I will, in the midst of that, uh, play an interview that I had with artist Winnie Boo uh, while I was in attendance there. Uh, It was a great time. I really enjoy hanging out at Fan Expo. And it's just amazing how no matter which show you go to, they just do things differently there. I've been to several, uh, whether it's, of course, in New Orleans or Megacon the one year that I went or uh, my very first Fan Expo show, which was Boston. But no matter which one I go to, uh, they always seem to do something a little bit differently uh, with regards to how they put on those shows. And it was no different, uh, the situation when I visited Toronto at the Metro Toronto Convention Center uh, for Fan Expo. Now, I was not there uh, the entire weekend. I attended uh, Thursday and Friday before I had to uh, make a quick exit uh, earlier than I expected to head back to the airport due to my flight being changed. Uh, But I had attended the event with uh, uh, Adele from uh, the Batman universe. And I want to thank the folks at Fan Expo HQ and Touchwood PR for 
allowing us to attend the event this year and to cover it, uh, cover it for both sites. Uh, if you want, and I'll post the link in the show notes, you can read Otto's uh, review of his time at Fan Expo. He attended all four days, Thursday through Sunday. And uh, you can see that on the Batman universe. And again, I'll post the link uh, in the show notes. Uh, but for me, I only attended those two days. But with uh, with that, I was also able to, again, meet with uh, Sweeney Boo and talk with her for a few minutes. And uh, I was also able to uh, meet up with Joe Casada and follow up on uh, that question I asked him when I interviewed him uh, a few weeks prior. Uh, but. Again, it was a wonderful time. Again, I, I I can't say enough about how well Fan Expo put these shows on each and every year and at each of the locations that they put one up on a yearly basis. Uh, so, first off, again, I, I was able to meet with Joe Casada and I asked him uh the follow-up question that I asked when we interviewed uh, probably almost a month now, a month ago, uh, for uh, Fan Expo, uh, which of course was uh, if he had the opportunity to put together a Marvel Knights-like team together in DC, uh, who, would, who would be a part of that team? And so when I met him, he, uh, I don't want to say he kind of whiffed, uh, but he did admit he, you know, he, he thought about it, but he couldn't come up with, you know, many characters that he would, uh, that he would add the two characters that he mentioned that would definitely be a part of this team. Uh, the first was Kamandi, uh, which was kind of interesting to hear. But the other was the question. Uh, so those were the two characters that he could think of uh, that would be a part of his Marvel Knights type team in DC. Now, for me, for some reason, uh, every time I kept thinking of who I could possibly see in a Marvel Knights type team. For some reason, I just kept ending up with various members of the Outsiders. And so um, perhaps there was no need to create such a team because one already existed. Uh, but that was my thought. I was thinking of characters such as Katana, such as Black Lightning. Uh, those that, you know, in the end or from the beginning uh, had a part on the team, on the Outsiders. So uh, the Outsiders would be my Marvel Knights type team that I would have if I was doing something similar in DC. Uh, but again, I want to once again thanks, give thanks to Joe for... Uh, meeting with me the first time and then uh, having a 
having a follow-up so that we can get his his DC characters for his Marvel Knights type team. So now I'm going to go ahead and, and play my interview with Sweeney Boo. Uh, again, that was something that it was really last minute. It was really last minute when uh, the PR team contacted me and told me that she was available. So I was able to rush on over there and uh, meet with her. Again, it was a wonderful conversation with her. She's a very nice person. Uh, she's very short, too. I, I, I'm not super tall myself. I am about 5'10". And um, I will post a picture in, uh, in the post on the website for this episode where you can com- kind of compare sizes. But I had a really enjoyable time speaking with her so without further ado here is my short conversation with artist winnie boo hey it's theo i'm here at fan expo canada in toronto at the toronto metro convention center and i'm sitting here with swinny boo hi swinny welcome hi thank you so much for having me yeah, I missed out on your panel yesterday, but I had a few uh, staff members who are here in the tennis and they said that they really enjoyed it. So I was happy when I got an email saying, yes, anyone can do Okay, so if you don't mind, I'll ask a few questions. Uh, first up, what was that first drawing or comic book that you saw that made you think, I'm going to do this one day? Oh, my God. Okay, so I grew up reading like European comics. And I don't know if you know the book Skydol, no. but um, it's by Alessandra Barbucci and Barbara Camerva. And I read that when I was like 14, which was probably too young for me. I was too young to read that. But it was very like Disney looking. It was beautiful and really colorful. But the subject was like about like, it was very sexual and religious. But I was like, oh my God, I love the combination of the two. And I was like, this is what I want to do one day. And it, just never left. So, so would you say that that was your inspiration, or did something, something of someone come along that you like? I want to draw like him or her. That was definitely my big inspiration. Okay. And even nowadays, when I look at my art, I can see it still, still see, see a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that one drawing that got you noticed that it was in that portfolio, and then yes, turning the page, and all of a sudden, wow. One time, just for fun, I drew like the Scooby Gang, and I drew like a new, like kind of updated version of the Scooby Gang, a little bit more modern. And for some reason, people liked it on the internet. Cartoon Network shared it, and that was just—it was pretty wild. And that's history. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a few issues, but you're having fun on Harley Quinn. Oh my God! Yes, yes, a lot. Do you find that she's one of those characters that because of her zaniness and her, that psyche, you can kind of have a little bit more freedom with the pencil? Or or, or is it the exact opposite? You, you're more constrained? No, I don't actually feel constrained at all. I feel like either from the editorial side or even like TV, uh, the writer, they actually give me a lot of freedom. But I feel like 
even the way TV is writing Harley is really wild and it's really crazy, but in such a good way that um, I I get excited every issue because I know it's going to be like innovative. So you had a little break at the night terrace, and it allowed you to get further ahead in in the issue. People had a break. Me, but I didn't have a break. In the meantime, okay. I'm still working. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So how far ahead are you guys with, with the issues? Uh, I say like the next couple ones okay. are, are done. So. Any, anything you can divulge as far as what we can look forward to? Maybe a cool character that appeared in the previous four issues is going to come back. All right. Y'all heard it here first. You have a <laughs> character to look out for. Who have you had the best time drawing throughout your career? Oh my god, it's hard because uh, I had the chance to work on some really great characters, uh, but Harley is really, really incredible. I don't know if it's because like I've been drawing her for almost a year now, but um, I feel very attached to her, and uh, so she'll yeah, she's gonna be my answer. Okay. Who's the one character you haven't drawn yet that you would love to? Oh my god. Okay. So weirdly, I guess people definitely know me more for the female characters that I draw. But not too long ago at a convention, someone asked me to do a swamp thing. And it was so much fun. I loved it. Oh my god. That I would actually love to get to draw something like that. Just a cover or something. Is it nothing more than a cover? You just Yeah, like cover. I I feel like there's better people who would do interior work on something, mm-hmm. but I would I would have fun with a cover. Okay, so a while ago we got we got eaten. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. When do we get to see Sweeney the cartoonist again? <laughs> uh, well, there's another graphic novel that came out last year in August called Over My Dead Body, which was like the first in a small series that I'm working on about witches and like a witches academy. And uh, I'm working on the second actually right okay. now, and it's coming out next year. I I wrote it already, and you know, I'm the layout. Do you find yourself having to get in a different, a different type of zone when just doing pencils compared to doing cartoonist? Yeah, because I feel like it's definitely I not that I'm not attached or anything just like Harley or you know it's it's just that I, I guess I'm less um, my brain is is just a little bit more detached on the story side mm-hmm. where I feel like when I do both. I, I'm very focused on like, oh my gosh, I have to be careful about this one thing that happens here and so many other things like that. So it's definitely a, a bit more draining, but in a in a, in a good way. Good. Yeah. yeah, it makes makes you it makes you makes that brain overwork itself. Yeah, I I've been writing a bit like a, a bit more lately for other reasons, but uh, I'm I'm enjoying writing too. Okay, so this is the question that I told you about that if I get next, I will probably get murdered for. It's for you, Eve. <laughs> a while back, you did an issue with Marvin E. Bennett with Batgirls on Urban Legends. He's convinced that there was more to that story. Can you either confirm, deny, or deny on that? I do not know. I don't know. Um, I I feel like maybe there would have been, but I was only hired for this. For that, for like that eight pages, yeah. So um, I can't I can't do any. Can't confirm no deny. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Good. That's true. <laughs> so where, where can fans find you if they want to follow your work? Well, I'm pretty much everywhere on social media. Uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and 
Facebook at Sweeney Group. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm trying TikTok. It's not really my thing yet. <laughs> it's really hard to do videos, but um, yeah, pretty much it. And I'll be sure to have those links in the show notes. So please make sure if you're not following it that you do. So again, Sweeney, thank you so much for joining thank me. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And you'll see you on more episodes for the podcast. So again, I want to thank Sweeney Boo for taking the time out of her schedule. Uh, again, as you could tell from the audio, it was uh, at the table, at her table, doing the actual con. So, you know, there was a lot going on and, you know, it took her away from a few minutes to, you know, where she could have been signing books and things of that nature. So, uh, again, thanks to her for taking the time to sit with me for those few minutes. And again, thanks to the folks at Touchwood PR and at Fan Expo for setting up uh, the time for me to sit with Sweeney Boo. Uh, But as you know, when I go to a con, I, 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 I cannot not go there and not be a comic book collector as well and of course I went there and after I finished up my press duties uh, went and spent some money on uh, some comic books this was the first time that I didn't walk out with any Batman comics Uh, I am at the point now with what I've collected where the books that I am in need of are the more rare and the more expensive titles or the more expensive issues. So um, I am now in the low to mid 300s that I am looking to fill up. And and at that point, you know, it's going to be all downhill from there, from the cost aspect of it. But I was able to pick up on two titles that actually closed out a collection that I was looking to complete. And that is my collection of the original sensational She-Hulk from John Byrne over at Marvel. Uh, There had been only two issues that I had been looking to pick up to complete uh, that series that ran from 1989 to I want to say 94 early part of 94 Uh, but the last two issues that I was missing were of course the most famous of the two Uh, the first being issue 34 which was the uh, Demi Moore type issue where She's kind of covering herself with her hand and the beach ball. And then the other was the infamous uh, jump rope issue with the jump rope cover where uh, she is holding on to the seal of the comic authority. And John Byrne is giving her the jump rope, you know, saying that, you know, she had to do it. She promised. So those were the last two issues that I was uh, looking forward to complete that series. And now I have them 
and uh, I have completed my Sensational She-Hulk Volume 1. I could say Volume 1 now because Volume 2 is getting ready to come out from Rainbow Rowl uh, that I'll be picking up as well. Uh, but that Volume 1, that first volume, uh, all of the issues from 1 to 60 have been collected. So I can close that out now. Uh, and I was also able to stop at a few tables and get some autographs as well. Uh, met Jamal Campbell and got him to definitely sign my copies of uh, Far Sector. I got that entire series, but I was able to get him to sign the first and the last. And I talked to him for a few minutes, uh, particularly about you know what he was doing with Joshua Williamson over on Superman. And he seems to definitely be enjoying that uh, compared to a lot of stuff that he's already done in the past. But uh, I spoke to him about that. And then the other one that I had a good time talking to uh, was John Boy Myers. You know, he and I spoke about uh, some of his work over at Marvel, particularly his work on She-Hulk. Back in the early 2000s and the late 90s when Peter David and all were writing the series at that time. And, uh, you know, when he looked at a few of the covers that I had from back then, he, he and I spoke about how even now his drawing style has evolved from when he drew those initial covers or those initial interior pages, and I could definitely see it as well. But the other thing that we ended up talking about, one, was uh, him hopefully one day doing a commission for me for my uh, blank cover issue of A-Force number one. Uh, but the other thing that we spoke about was his creator-owned comic that he had been working on for quite a few years, which is uh, Queen Dragon Killer. And uh, he first mentioned that in his last Kickstarter campaign uh, that he had a few years ago for one of his sketchbooks that I backed uh, back in the day again a few years ago probably one of the first campaigns that I backed uh, once I started visiting Kickstarter but uh, he is hoping that he, he can finally bring that to fruition at the end of the year so and, and he intends on doing that as a Kickstarter campaign as well and I will definitely be on the lookout not only for that, but reaching out to him again to uh, hopefully get him to do that commission for me for my A-Force cover. Uh, but again, I had a wonderful time at Fan Expo Canada. It had an absolutely great crowd. Uh, the only crowd I've seen bigger than that was at Megacon in Orlando. Uh, but I had a wonderful time for the two days. I wish I could have stayed for that third day. I was attending. I was intending on going to uh, the event and going to some panels on that Saturday as well. But I had to uh, 
head to the airport early to uh, get on the flight to San Diego for uh, something would work. But while in San Diego, I can say that I was able to visit the Comic-Con Museum in San Diego, and I had a wonderful time there. They had an exhibit uh, with these two kids that created a bunch of crack characters, life-size characters that were done strictly of cardboard, and it was out of sight. And uh, I'll probably uh, post those as well. But if you are ever in San Diego, whether it's for Comic-Con or just visiting for some reason, if you haven't gone to the Comic-Con Museum, you are missing out. Uh, it's a wonderful place. They're always doing uh, different types of exhibits. And uh, just like the event itself, it's not just limited to comic books. Uh, when I visited, they had a they had several uh, exhibits in addition to the one uh, with the two kids with the cardboard characters. But they also had one uh, for Stan Lee. had a bunch of his comics and on display and stories about him and it wasn't just limited to stuff he's done at Marvel I also included some stuff from his short time at DC as well Uh, but they also had a wonderful exhibit on animation uh, that if again if you take the time and visit San Diego not just for Comic-Con, but just to visit. It was a wonderful exhibit. I had fun uh, just learning some stuff about the early years of animation and how it evolved over time. Uh, But left there with a T-shirt and a bandana for Thanos, who absolutely hates it. I was able to get a picture of Thanos in his bandana, but once that bandana came off, he attacked it like it was the plague. Uh, so I won't be putting that back on him again, but at least I was able to get one picture with him in it. But that is going to do it for this episode of the Comic Ben Comic Book Pack podcast. Again, I told you it was going to be short and sweet. Uh, Next time, and next time it's actually going to be uh, pretty quick in turnaround. Uh, I am going to be sitting down with image writer Matt Groom. Uh, he and I sat and we talked about uh, his piece of the massive verse that is going on with Kyle Higgins and Ryan Parrott and uh, a bunch of other artists who have titles going on. Uh, and right now they are doing a campaign for book two of Inferno Girl Red. Uh, Inferno Girl Red, of course, is one of the characters. She was introduced in the first crossover, Supermassive. Um, but book one, uh, which is those first three issues, uh, came out earlier this year. Uh, they're now doing a campaign for book two so he and I sat down and spoke about that uh, and you know how book one compares to book two and what 
fans and readers can expect. But take a listen uh, again. That's be out. That'll be out at the end of the week. And uh, if you are not uh, following Kickstarter, uh, I invite you to do so. You know, there's some great projects on there from some great creators and uh, Inferno Girl Red, uh, which again is a part of this massive universe, uh, has this Kickstarter going on right now. And I really think you guys should back it. Uh, I have already backed it. I backed it as soon as I saw that it was out. But we'll be talking uh, in the next episode at the end of this week. But that is going to do it for this episode of the Comic Ben Comic Book Podcast. Uh, Before I go, I just want to let you guys know, uh, as you know, we are doing a lot of uh, great things on the site. As you may have seen, we're doing more and more reviews and we're looking for writers. So if you are interested in, in, writing comic reviews, if you're interested in reading comics and writing about them, uh, give me a shout out. Let me know. Uh, You can either hit me up on Twitter at uh, you can either hit me up at on Twitter slash X at Comic Ben or just shoot me an email at Theo at the comic book spot dot com and uh, I'll respond back with the details. And uh, hopefully you can join a team and, and start contributing to the site as well. But again, that's going to do it for this episode. Again, I thank you guys for listening in and for all of your support that you do each and every episode. Again, we're, we're growing and we're doing a lot more. But... It's time to move on, and I'll be seeing you guys next time with that next episode. Uh, but until then, as always, keep reading those comics.